she isn't afraid to dissect an issue, even if it ruffles some feathers. With Global Top Talkers, here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Let's bring in our talkers. We've got uh, Tasha Curden, who you can listen to, of course, noon to two here on Global News Radio Toronto. And Devin Peacock, the executive producer over at Global News Radio in London. Hi, guys. Hello. Every Friday we get these news dumps. Every Friday I should know to leave big chunks of my show open because we always get lots of breaking news. Let's start with uh, the latest kind of breaking news, which is that the Ford government uh, came under massive amounts of fire for making cuts to French language services uh, to the commissioner and then scrapping the construction of a French university. Late today we learned Carolyn Mulrooney is now going to take on the added title of Minister of Francophone Affairs and they are going to recreate the position of the French Language Services Commissioner and hire a senior minister for Franco Affairs, but still no university. I'll start with you on this, Tasha, because mm-hmm. I think I think it's a smart move. I mean, they got the blowback, they got the message, but they have kind of taken the headline, thrown it on its head, and it's, you know, putting an, an offense, you know, instead of playing defense. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, they they clearly felt the heat, and I think that it was uh, an Ill, ill-advised decision to begin with. I mean, in terms of savings, first of all, the amount of savings they had when they axed the commissioner's position uh, were minimal. Um, and with regard to university, I always thought they should have said, look, you know, if we don't have the money right now, we'll delay it by a couple of years, perhaps, but scrapping the whole thing was a mistake. They haven't gone back on that one yet, but the others, um, I think, uh, probably there might have also been pressure. I'm just speculating here, but I'm thinking <laughs> for Caroline Mulrooney, uh, maybe Daddy wasn't too pleased with the blowback she was getting, too. Well, I don't think Mr. Shear was likely happy at the blowback he was Nobody getting. Nobody was, but um, I think, uh, you know, uh, Brian Mulroney is, uh, has always been known as a champion of francophones and the French fact in Quebec and elsewhere. And uh, to see his daughter basically wearing this decision, and with a very sad face, I will say, every press conference I saw her at, uh, you know, she looked like she wanted to disappear, and she didn't even talk about it for almost a week. Uh, you know, uh, clearly, I think this, uh, the impact on her, too, was, was very negative. So I'm not totally surprised they have made this decision. Um, I think it's a wise one, but I think they should still deal with the university piece, because that is something that uh, is also now still just still hanging out there. Well, it is, Devin, but they did cancel three English universities, and they still have a $15 billion deficit. So, I mean, if every special interest or, or group is going to say, well, hold on a second, I mean, they're never going to bring it down. And so I get why they're, they're putting this on hold. Where are you on this? Well, I'm a bit surprised by how vocal the uh, Francophone Ontarians really are. I mean, I'm not really uh, too plugged into that. but I was Well, there's 600,000 of them. That's a big vote. Yeah, there's... There's there's more than I thought. I yeah. mean, you know, I could I could see this maybe you know in the Atlantic part of the country, obviously Quebec, but uh, uh, parts of Ontario is a bit of a surprise for me. I mean, they recognized it. That's good. I'm just interested in terms of what you know what this might lead to. I'm a little disappointed that the environment environmental commissioner was folded into the auditor general. I wish there was more of a uh, pushback against that. I think that's an important role, but. Uh, clearly, the uh, francophone Ontarians know how to uh, kick up a fuss. Yeah, the other thing it does, though, is it blunts the Liberals from attacking, um, you know, and, and, and I think it's smart because Mulroney just came out with a tweet saying, OK, uh, Melanie Jolie, pony up some money because you're not giving us, you know, the funding that we need like you give to those in Manitoba and in right. other jurisdictions. So. And, and they're not, I will take issue with you, Alex, when you say, uh, you know, a, a minority or an interest group. Uh, yeah. Francophones I are shouldn't not, say, yeah. Yeah, they're that. not per se. And this is, this is, I think, what Ford really didn't get and what betrayed his ignorance of the history of the thing and the history of our country, frankly, when he equated them essentially to, you know, any other ethnic group of that size. Uh, they're the other official language of the country. They're the other founding people of the country. You don't just dismiss the French fact. And the irony, too, is, 
you know, a lot of Ontarians uh, send their kids to immersion school. Why? Because mm-hmm. they think French well, Carolyn is Carolyn Mulroney important. does. Yeah. yeah, she does too. So this, the notion that this didn't affect people, that he, I think he kind of missed it completely. Let's talk a little bit about the other big headline today coming out of the Prime Minister's office. We learn uh, that the Liberal MP of Brampton East, who had said he was stepping down for personal and medical reasons, has in fact resigned because of a gambling addiction that led him to um, incur significant personal debt. Peel police are investigating. The Prime Minister's office acknowledged they didn't know about that, but it's also an RCMP investigation because he was under an ethics investigation for bringing someone on that plagued India trip that just so happens to be, you know, a, a construction executive who is, I guess, accused of, of something and, and probably shouldn't have been there. And I'll start with you on this, uh, Devin, because it doesn't look very good. No, it doesn't. I mean, uh, he doesn't. I mean, it, it may be uh, addition by subtraction. I don't know how effective an MP uh, he was, but I mean, it certainly seems to be more than just someone somewhat innocent that it appeared at the first place. I mean, generally, I don't care about personal issues for MPs and politicians uh, as it leads to uh, them leaving office, so long as there's nothing illegal and doesn't impact their job. But mm-hmm. when you have this many investigations, when you have the ethics investigation, which kind of gone under the radar for mm-hmm. quite a while now, it is a serious issue. It is because the I guess this is the the one where um, an RCMP investigation is looking at like uh, alleged bribery issues. Mm-hmm. But but he was green lit Tasha to run in the next election, so they were all set to have him represent Brampton East, and now he's out. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny because you know you're seeing this more and more. Is that people you would think would have been vetted that they would have had background check. All of a sudden, all sorts of stuff come out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, even with Tony Clement being appointed to those those uh, those uh, commissions federally, um, and also even his previous uh, incarnation under the Harper government, there were complaints, there were issues that were sort of percolating. No one flagged this. No one noticed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just odd to me. And in this case, you could say, you know, gambling is a kind of a personal problem. Perhaps they thought that that would cover the whole basis by saying that. Um, but it kind of smacks of the same thing uh, that happened uh, to uh, Mr. Wilson. And, yeah. you know, he's leaving for uh, to... to get addiction treatment. Well, addiction to what exactly? Yeah, I mean, you, you could tell by the tone of that uh, statement yesterday that came out that there was more coming because yeah. they're, they're generally warmer when they send someone off. And That's why it's on yeah. Friday at, you know, yeah. five o'clock. This comes out. The uh, Prime Minister did, in fact, go to Calgary um, after delivering the financial update. He was not welcomed. There was a couple of thousand protesters there. And he admitted that there's a crisis, yet walked away with doing nothing. This would never fly, Devin. If this was Ontario or Quebec and there was a declared crisis and the Prime Minister does nothing, I mean, does this signal to you that he truly just does not care about the Alberta vote, let alone the, the province? Well, I mean, they did spend $4.5 billion to buy Trans Mountain, so I don't know if they've done nothing. They hadn't well, well, that's because they, they can't get oil tomorrow. They had no choice. The company was pulling out, so <laughs> I mean, <part laughs> they kind of the shot price, themselves there. like their last straw, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the crisis is by based on the, the price of the oil, which is kind of caused by the the fact we need more pipelines. So, I mean, there's no easy fix. I mean, we always cry about corporate welfare until it's your corporation, I guess. I mean, here in southwestern Ontario and London, we've got a manufacturing sector that could uh, use some help. So I don't know if Ontario always gets what it wants. But, I mean, uh, Alberta, the province, could be probably doing a little bit more. I don't know if uh, the federal government's uh, just completely ignoring Alberta on this. Yeah, no, i gotta, I got to disagree with you because, I mean, at least with Harper, he was willing and fighting for it. This prime minister, you know, has put more regulations on, you know, the National Energy Board. They've made it almost impossible to get these pipelines built. And, and Alberta's just saying, you got to do something. 
right, Tasha? Because we can't live without the oil patch. He's talking out of both sides of his mouth. Because, like you're right, on one hand, he buys Trans Mountain out. And then on the other hand, um, he puts all the, as you'd say in French, the batons dans les roues, the the sticks (laughs) in the wheels to stop everything from moving. And so he's trying to get the environmental vote uh, by, by stymieing the project, but trying to, you know, pacify investors and business to say, look, well, you know, when we need to act, the government will act. And we want these things to be built. They will be built. Well, really, when uh, the price of oil is, is this low, too, they're not going to be because economically it doesn't make sense. Um, so it's really, Alberta's in a very difficult place. I mean, yeah. they have recovered and now they're being hit by low prices again. Um, that's the nature of their economy, unfortunately, but it, we were able to ship more oil out uh, to the Pacific coast, um, then we wouldn't be stuck you know, hostage to one buyer, the U.S., and yep. it, we would have more leverage in the world market. Yeah, and a lot of uh, people are saying, well, instead of giving them you know, tax write-offs for equipment, Put yeah, the money towards point. freight trains so at least they can get the bloody oil out. I mean, they don't they right. don't need equipment if they can't get the oil out of the ground, you know? Right, it's useless. Yeah. All right, guys. Okay, well, they, they yeah, go ahead. The money they, were giving, they, they can take the money they were giving the media. I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they bailed out the wrong sector. Report on it. All right, guys, thank you so much for sharing your Friday. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks. Have a good evening. Thank you. That is Tasha Kierden. You can listen to her here on uh, Global News Radio Toronto, noon to two, and Devin Peacock, who's the boss guy over at Global News Radio in London. On Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.